but Acts chapter 2, verses 43 through 47 uh, says this. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. Notice the progression of things. They were hanging out together, uh, holding on to the facts of the word of God, fellowshipping, breaking bread. And I love the way uh, the NLT puts it. It says, including the Lord's Supper, which means they were eating crawfish and uh, lobster and steak and Rose from Ryan's and I mean they were getting it in right? gumbo tater salad deer sausage lemon ice box pie I've been fasting y'all I'm getting ready to slow today though the Lord knows my heart but they were they were hanging out and then it says while all this was happening Miracles were being performed and signs were being formed. Verse 44, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. We're getting ready to do that next week with our hope offering. Verse 46, they worshiped together at the temple each day. What we're doing right now. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Anchor groups. Y'all see how we structure things? I told you, I'm Bible. I try not to do things without the Bible confirming it. We do Sunday mornings because that's what the early church did. We do anchor groups because that's what the early church did. We do communion because that's what the early church did. We try to make sure we do those things because the Bible says this. And it says, and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. One of our uh, missions here, how we accomplish our mission is we give generously. We make sure we do that. Verse 47, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of how many people? How many? Look at your neighbor and said, we went over this last week. What does all mean in all the languages? Oh, it means all. And what's the most clear definition of it? Erdang. Erdang is a great definition. And so all, and so uh, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Let me stop right here and say this. Everything we do here at Anchor is that they may know Jesus, okay? And that people will come to the knowledge of who Jesus is and bend their knee at the bleeding feet of Jesus, which we call salvation, Everything we do is for salvation. The worship is to lead people to salvation. The anchor groups is to lead people to salvation. The missions that we do is to lead people to salvation. The greeting people at the door is to lead people to salvation. The having do nots, I mean donuts outside, is to lead people to salvation. Everything we do is to lead people to salvation. I believe the 21st century church has missed the mark because everything we do now is to to grow an organization instead of to expand the organism called the kingdom of God. The church is alive. It is breathing. Touch yourself and say, I am the church. 
you're the church. And so our goal is to bring more people. I love his Adino Rizzo, plunder hell and populate heaven. That's the goal. We want to make sure we're snatching people out of the jaws of the enemy and placing them in the hands of the Father. That's salvation. Everything we do. As human beings, we are innately drawn to being part of something bigger than ourselves. This is because we are created by the Father to be social beings. We're created by the Father to be social beings. I'll say that again. We were created by the Father to be social beings. You were not, your mom and dad just had the blessing to play a part in you. The Father created you and he made you to be social. In Genesis, he says, it's not good for man to be alone. This is even before creation was a week old, men started having separation anxiety. Before creation was a week old, the Bible says Adam had named every animal, every living thing on the planet. And after he named them, he was sitting there sorrowful because he saw two lions, two giraffes, two alligators, two mosquitoes, two cockroaches, two rats, two all these things. He saw two of everything and he's sitting there like it's one of me. And at this moment, here it is. This is for all you that says, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. That's a lie. Because he was in the cool of the garden with God all day long, had an opportunity to hang out with God all day long, but yet and still he was alone. Say, teach, pastor. So he had a social craving. When an individual does not connect socially, sociologists and psychologists calls this a social disorder. I suffer a little bit from that. Y'all may not know that, but I do. I suffer from social anxiety. If I'm not up here in front of people, I'm tripping. I'm reaching for guns and knives and I can't control all these people around me. I mean, I I don't know what they're going to do. Check my wallet. Where's my wallet? It's gone. Oh, they took my wallet. Oh, you left your wallet in the car. No, it's all right. It's social anxiety. I I mean, I do. I, I have social anxiety, and some of you may struggle with the same thing, and they call it a disorder. But the truth is this. We need one another. We need one another. And that interaction help us fulfill our God given purpose you do not exist for you why do you think your eyes look out and not look in it's because I need to see someone else hurting and someone else need to see me hurting because sometimes we can get so self-consumed that we forget that other people need us And we don't want to be a church that is selfish. We want to know that when you come into the house of God, other people are looking at you. I'm scanning the room all the time. I'm looking for the one with tears falling down. Ask my team. I'll tap them. I say, go pray for them. Go hang out with them. Go give them a hug. Go take care of them. Why? Because I'm looking out. Jesus did the same. He says, I'm the shepherd and and I am the gate. And he stands at a gate. If you know anything about a shepherd, the shepherd is standing at the gate and he is evaluating every 
sheep that pass through that gate. He is laying his hands on their head, checking them for bugs, checking them for, for sickness, making them. And if they are, he'll leave the 99 and take care of the one. This is God. Why? Because purpose is fulfilled in your ability to see the hurt in others. And some of you right now are looking good and, and dapper. You got dressed to come to church this morning, but you're hurting. I want you to know that God sees your pain and I see your pain and you are amongst the people that ain't going to let you leave out of here with the same hurt you walked in there with. Come on, anchor. Are you with me? Write this down or take a picture. The word of God introduces us to the Godhead having community in heaven. We're talking about being all in on community and the word of God introduced us to the Godhead having community in heaven. He is having community in heaven. Genesis chapter one verses one through two in the ESV. It says this in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. In this text, the word God, remember when you're reading, those of you uh, who are reading, and I, I want to help you grow in your ability to exegete a text and understand a text because it's not just about me. Y'all didn't come here to, to just learn how pastor exegetes a text. What does that mean? That means break the text apart and understand what it means. And I was talking with our, our pastors. Speaking of, this Wednesday night on the 25th, we'll be ordaining seven new pastors here at Anchor. Be here at 6.30. It's going to be amazing. I'm fired up about that. Help is here. Amen. Help is here. But in this text, the word God is the word Elohim, which is the plural, which shows us the plural nature of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They all were there in the beginning. It is, it is the uh, 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 social community of heaven. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And, and so it is in heaven, Elohim. So it says, in the beginning, Elohim created the word of God. Remember John chapter one, we just went over this and illuminate. In John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word was made flesh and dwelled among us. He is from the beginning. If I was in, in seminary, I would tell you it was a theophany. Whenever you see the word uh, like the son of man in the Old Testament, it was a pre-incarnate Christ. People got a picture of the Savior. Why? And you're like, how can he do it? Jesus didn't exist. No, Jesus always existed. As the song say, he was the word in the beginning. So he always existed and so he would always give us glimpses of glory. And this shows us community in heaven. The original sin happened when Adam and Eve were separated, not together. So those of us who like to separate ourselves, whatever trouble rises in our life, I know when people going through things, they disappear. They throw a smoke bomb like a ninja. They go, I'll be like, we're such and such. I know they're going through things, whether it be sickness, whether it be financial, whether it be losing a job, whether it be marital, whether it's in sin, whether it's whatever. We have a tendency to isolate ourselves. Here's a quote I said a long time ago. Isolation of self equals annihilation of self. 
When you begin to isolate, you set yourself up for annihilation from the enemy. Write this down or take a picture. Christians should never isolate themselves from other believers. When I'm going through something, I'm on the phone. This week was a rough week for me. I called my overseers and I poured my heart out. Like, I, I mean, I've learned because I, I'm one, and, and let me deal with our men. Men, our, our, our men of war. Uh, our men, we have a tendency to try to fix everything ourselves. And we go through it alone. We have a men's group that meet every other Tuesday night. You need to get plugged in. See Ryan Barber. See Ollie. Get plugged into that group because you don't need to go through life alone, men. Don't do it. Women, they'll talk. Men, nah. We won't know you're going through something until you're in the grave. Most men die. Here it is. Here's, here's a fact, a, a medical fact. Most men die of something that could have been treated because they ignored it. Quiet in the house. Man, don't shout me down. Come on now. It's all right. But we have to make sure we don't isolate ourselves. Not only is it dangerous, but if we are to advance the kingdom of God, how can we do it if we separate ourselves from the people of God? We're here, remember, that they may know Jesus. How are you going to lead someone to Jesus and you don't talk to no one? I got my salvation. I got my. Y'all remember old school teachers used to say, I got mine. I, you trying to get yours. Y'all remember that? That's old school teachers. They ain't care. They'll sit down on you in a second. You want to talk? I got mine. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> play. Go ahead and play. You be a dummy. They'll they tell you. Teachers don't do that anymore. Right, Casey? They don't do that. <laughs> you did it this week <laughs> but no it's dangerous the enemy wish the enemy wants you to isolate so he can devour you the bible says the enemy is worrying about like a roar like a roaring like like a roar like a roaring lion he ain't got teeth can't bite like only lion i know is the lion of judah and he always trying to mock the father. He has no original ideas. He's not a creator. So he can't create anything. The only thing he can do is mimic. He comes like an angel of light. That's all he can do. But he wants to isolate you. He, he corners you. And when you're isolated, all of a sudden, my grandmother used to say, an idle mind is a devil's playground. And so they used to play in your mind and, and all you get these crazy thoughts when married couples, that's why you don't go to bed. That's why you don't go sleep on the sofa, men. That, that women, that's why you don't find yourself out, run storming out the house. No, nah, we're going to sit here and look at each other angry till we figure this out. Who's going to be the first one to move? Not me. And I ain't leaving my bed. And I'm going to snuggle up with you. We just going to be mad and snuggle. <laughs> Told you I never preach above where I am. 
We'd be pouch. Hmm. I pull tighter. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not giving the enemy room. I'm not going to isolate myself from my purpose. Do you, are you learning something? Would the devil rather come after a group of believers having fellowship and building each other in Jesus Christ? Or would he rather come after a struggling lone believer? Which one do you think he's going to go after? He ain't coming after you in a group. No, they wait till you get alone. Sneak attack. He come after you when you're alone. He put those thoughts in your head when you're alone. Let, let me deal with something that is relevant to us now. Let me build a bridge to the contemporary. We just, we, we just come out of this major pandemic, and it has created an isolated mindset. And people have started to neglect the importance of community. We, we isolated ourselves. It was like, oh, I can't do this. At first, it was like, I'm going crazy. Then it was like, oh, I can't do church online. Oh, I can't just watch the screen. Oh, I can't do this. And we started neglecting community. And so we created this, this isolated individual called self, and we think that we meant, I got my own, I can put on my own worship music. I can do this and do it by myself. No, God didn't intend for you to be that way. He didn't intend for you to endure that way. Watch Hebrews 10, 25. It says, we should not stop gathering together with other believers as some of you are doing. Instead, we must continue to encourage each other even more as we see the day of the Lord's coming. Y'all know he's coming back, right? Yes. And we need encouragement. I need encouragement. You in here need encouragement. You may be sitting there with that pretty smile on your face and them nice clothes and your red bottom shoes. You're looking good. Your Air Force Ones is all good but you need encouragement. And sometimes it's hard to encourage yourself when yourself is going through it. Come on, look to your left and your right. There's people in here that care about you. This is a community. Write this down. Take a picture of it. We are to put others before ourselves, but isolation shows selfishness. And it will hinder your spiritual growth. It shows selfishness when you isolate because it's not about you. You are the answer to someone's prayer. You, yes, you, not, not me. You, everyone think the power up here like Holy Ghost is floating around up here. Just, he's here. Moving in our midst, I worship you. But then when you get out there, it's like, no, I need to get up here. No, the power is sitting next to you. The power is sitting next to you. The power is out there in the lobby when they're smiling at you. If you can be, watch this, not a Christian liar. What am I saying? How you doing today, brother? Oh, I'm well. Blessed and highly favored. Now tell the truth. I'm a wreck. Come on. And I pro 
promise you, revival can happen in the parking lot. Revival can happen in the lobby. Revival can happen at the check-in. Revival can happen on your way to the restroom. Revival can happen getting coffee. Revival can happen before we even start. But when church starts, we come in and the worship experience starts the 30-second countdown. We shouldn't be able to contain what God has already done. We have to shut church down because of the pre-party. What is, what's happening in that church? Revival. People were honest and they told the truth and a normal porter in the house, usher, started praying for someone out there and revival broke out. Y'all give me too much credit. I'm flawed just like all y'all. I got issues. I got 99 problems, but my worship ain't one. That's it. That's the only thing that separates me. I'm hell on wheels. Ask my kids. Amen. Proverbs 18.1. <laughs> Throw this Bible at that boy here. Proverbs 18.1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. I want a man cave. No, you don't. Come out the cave. I want a she shed. No, you don't. You don't know what a she shed is there? Tara said, I take care of you. I'll I tell you what it is. I, I got you. You shouldn't seek your own desires, but you, and you break out against sound judgment. We make horrible decisions when we don't have counsel. Don't do it alone. Say that with me. Say, don't do it alone. Don't do life alone. Don't do it. So what is the benefits of being all in on community? What are the benefits of being all in on community? I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want to leave you at a place of understanding how bad it is. I want you to know some benefits because we have to be all in on this community. Number one, loneliness is no longer acceptable. Loneliness is no longer acceptable. If you're lonely, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's because you have not embraced the people that's in front of you. And you've isolated yourself. You have no reason to be lonely. Genesis 2.18 says this. Then the Lord said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. We always use this for weddings. But this is a social principle. The wedding didn't take place to Adam seeing her naked. Some of y'all didn't know what church I was going to tell y'all got up this morning. This is a church of the keep it real. The wedding didn't happen till Adam was like, you are now flesh in my flesh and bone in my bone. I ain't got no mama and daddy, but I'm about to lead him and I'm cleaving unto you. Read it. God didn't do that. Adam did it. God was like, wow, didn't expect that response. Woo! Go, Adam. Go, Adam. It's your birthday. Go, Adam. 
And he was like, whatever you like. <laughs> if you're lonely, my birthday. I do what I want. I'm one step closer to 50. I can say what I want and get away with it. You don't have to be lonely. All my single people like, oh, but pastor, you don't understand. I do understand. You have a relationship that's beyond that. You, you, you can do things that I can't do. You can fast when you want to. You can read when you want to. You can worship when you want to. Hey, look, I'm envious of you. I got to ask my wife, can I fast? Y'all laughing. That's what the Bible says. Babe, can I fast today? She was like, mm, nah, I got something planned for you. What? Steak dinner. See where your mind went? Nasty church. Plan for all y'all. It's not good that you be alone. Say community. What's another benefit? Support is always within arm's reach. Say support. Support, support is something you give to a structure to help it stand. Some of you are crumbling under life because you're forfeiting your support. This is a support system, guys. This is our support system. We lean on each other in a time of need. We lean on each other. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says this, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Woe to him who falls, I have not another lift him up. Pastor E, you called me this week. He was like, hey, man, I seen something on you. Hey, I was down. Like, he was like, bro, you was down. He called me by the time I got off the phone. I was ready to get back in the ring with the Russian. Felt like Rocky. I was chasing chickens. I was ready. I was ready. But he lifted me up. I, I, I was in therapy, and Jeremy and Lacey started ministering to me. I'm their pastor, but they're ministering to me. What if I didn't have that support? What, what, what if I didn't have the, the support around me? People, I got you. Trish sent a text out the blue, not knowing that I'm crying my eyes out when she sent that text. What, what if I didn't have the support? What, what if I didn't have the support to pick me up when I was down, when, when, when I went to the doctor? What if I didn't have the support when, when, when my spouse is about to leave me? What if I didn't have that support when I'm doing bad in school? What if I didn't have the support when my finances are a little funny and, and finicky in this season? What if I didn't have support? I thank God for the community of believers. Don't Forsake what you have now. Woe to you who's alone when you fall. I need somebody else to pick me up. Do y'all hear me? Come on up, team. The next one is this. You won't have to fight life's battles alone. You won't have to fight life's battles alone. Don't y'all know we're fighting? It's an all-out war right now. 
It is a war on identity. It is a war on our joy. It is a war on your peace. It is a war on relationships. It is a war. It is a war and we are fighting it. The enemy has launched an all out assault on the people of God. But I love this Ecclesiastes 4.12. It says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. There are even better. Three are even better for a triple braided card is not easily broken. This is not just a wedding text. I know it's cute. Y'all make us do all these things at wedding. Next person get married and make me braid a card, I'm throwing it at them. That's hard. I got to this card is for this. This card is for this. Let me braid it. No, no, come on, man. That's, that's too much. I'm going to do the wedding like Juliet and Reese wedding. We're going to be like, do you? Do you? Do you? Amen. Let's go. <laughs> but the truth is this, guys. We stand back to back. Come, come here, come here, Pastor. He good. So when I get up in the morning, I put on a helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, girt my loins with truth. I grab my shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. I put on my G-Nikes, the preparation of the gospel, but I have nothing for my back. You know why? Because I got my brother who got my back that no matter where I turn, the enemy can't get me. The enemy can't get me. But, but what if I push him away? The enemy has a clear view at my back. And a lot of you do this with your friendships. You do this with your pastor's relationships. You do this with your anchor groups. You do this with your marriage. You do this with people that's been there your whole life. I'm telling you to stop isolating yourself and stand back to back. And you guys fight in the spirit. And this is how you fight your battle. Thank you, sir. Who wants to win? Who wants to win? The next one is this. In a cold world, you can always feel the warmth of God's love. Y'all, this world throws a lot at you. Life throws a lot at you. Some of you right now feel like you got to go at it alone and life is on you and it's just feel cold and lonely. But Ecclesiastes 4.11 says this, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? You don't have to be warm. You don't have to try to hold on and deal with the pressures of life by yourself. No, no, you don't have to do that. Get connected to a community. Get plugged in to help the community. If, if you're here and you're visiting and you hadn't made a home yet, hey, look, I would love to be your pastor. These people would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. They would love you, love you. They would make you feel uncomfortable. That's what I love about my church. But love gives is only as good as love received. You have to be ready to receive it. 
you got to unharden your heart and allow the Spirit of God to come and wrap his arms around you in the form of people. You know, it's, God, I need you, God, I need you, God, I need you. And then somebody in the lobby comes up to you and say, hey, man, I love you. And then you walk away still feeling depressed. That was God saying, I got you. Why you got to be so deep and so super spiritual? Oh, God didn't hug me. Yes, he did. He hugged you when that person hugged you in the lobby. It's crazy. Guys, and let me tell you about the warmth of God. I love this community. This is a multicultural, multi-ethnic community that's expression of God's love. Why? Because the world that is divided needs a hug from us. Oh, if you're going to clap, that's a good place to clap. White, black, Hispanic, Asian, it don't matter. Black, white, brown, cocoa butter, all of that. All in one room. Why? Because the world needs to be able to see this love. And we have the warmth of God love in here. It doesn't matter. I love standing in the lobby watching white people hug, black people, Asian people hug, Hispanic people. I love seeing all that. Man, that is, that is beautiful. And I believe the Father is standing from heaven like, that's my community. That's what it should look like. Democrats hugging Republicans. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Your political preference. It doesn't matter. Rich people hugging people that don't have that much money. They're wealthy, but they just ain't got the money. It don't matter. It's all in the community. And that's what I love about Anchor. And the last one is this. You can discover purpose. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, it says, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. And let us consider how to stir one another up. Now, wait, I think I'm reading that wrong. And let us consider how to stir myself up to love and good works. Who? Okay, one, one another. So we got to stir each other up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as in as the habit of some, but encouraging who? And all the more as you see the day drawing near. We have to make sure we're encouraging one another to find purpose and freedom. That's the whole point. We, we Remember, that they may know Jesus, the hope of the world, to find purpose and freedom and know that he's the hope for every soul. That is our vision statement. And we're making sure that we're doing that because it's not about us. We cannot do it. You cannot do it. I need you. You need me. We need each other. We have to stir each other up to good work. The haves need the have-nots. The have-nots need the have. Come on, y'all. That's why we're here together. Come on, stand to your feet. God equipped us with things to be used for good, not to be wasted. If you're not regularly having fellowship with other believers, then start today. We must work together and help others in their time of need. And in our time of need, we will have others to help us as well. In our time of need, we will have others to help us as well. I think... Right now, every head bowed and every eye closed. You may have come in here and you feel like you've been alone. 
And you hear this crazy man talk about community. Community, 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 community. And you say, God, I'm ready to let down the walls of my heart and let people in so I could be a part of a community. If that's you and you've been carrying around that weight, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. Raise your hand, right? Thank you. Is there anyone else? Thank you. I see you in the back. I see you. I see you. Is there anyone? Thank you. I see you. Come on, raise those hands high. If if there's a hand around you, look up. If there's a hand around you, I want you to put your hands on their shoulders. I want some people to surround them to show them that they have a family. Come on, they have a family. Just begin to pray for them. Can we get more people over here? Back here? Move, son, move. (laughs) Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against the lie of the enemy. And I declare, God, that every word that the enemy said that was false will fall off now in the name of Jesus. Let them know now, God, that they are not alone in this life and they will not be alone anymore, God. Let them see, God, even as you said in your scriptures as as, as they were getting ready to go to war, he says, open your eyes for they are more with you than against you. Father, even as Elijah found himself in a cave and he isolated himself, God, you told him to come out of the cave because there are 7,000 more that are doing the same thing and enduring the same thing. God, I pray now, God, that they will feel their space invaded. Now in the name of Yeshua. Father, I pray now, God, even as this community is standing around them, God, I pray, God, that their hearts will be lifted and a burden will be lifted now, oh God. I pray, God, that this will be the best day of their lives. And God, I pray, God, that they will perpetuate that love to everyone they around. Let people see the difference. And God, I pray for this community called Anchor Chapel. God, continue to add to the body as we break bread and fellowship daily. Let us continue to bring hope to every soul. Father, we love you and we thank you. In the marvelous, matchless name of Jesus Christ and everyone that loves him, said, amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise. Thank you for joining us for this message. If you'd like to learn more about Anchor Chapel or support our ministries, you can visit anchorchapel.com or follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.